Welcome. This is the Indie Spot, and we are recording from Wasted Space today. A little bit of a bittersweet day. Wasted Space the managers have just announced earlier this week they will be closing their doors December 22nd. Uh, but today we have Daniel Greer. Welcome, Daniel, to the show. Thank you. Uh, Daniel's outfit, The Do Good Badlies, have just released uh, Electric Nights' new album. Uh, release date is official release date is this weekend. And um, can you share a little bit about uh, how the DGBs have, uh, how did their journey coincide with Wasted Space? Because you guys have played here quite a few times. Just tell me a little bit about some of your experiences here at this venue. Yes, definitely. Um, <clears throat> Wasted Space was one of those places, and you know, towns like the size of Oshawa are lucky when they get a place like this because it's, you know, when you get into the bigger cities, venues like this are taken for granted, but when you get into the smaller places, they're not always there. Wasted yeah. Space was the type of place, and it was an anything goes arts and music venue. And those are hard to find because a lot of the time when you're playing at bars, you know, you have to play a certain way. They don't want certain types of music that might scare the regulars away. You have to kind of conform within a box. Yeah. And Wasted Space was one of those places that just, and anything could happen here, you know, any type of music. It was really a place for, for music lovers and for art lovers. And uh, it's always sad to see a place like that go because it was really the only place in Oshawa that that had that that option of just anything happening. Yeah, they really did live outside the box, as you <laughs> said, yeah. And including even some social justice advocacy. I, I know you have participated in that a little bit yourself, and including here, you've done a couple fundraisers here. Um, can you tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, yes, the, the Do Good Badlies have played at Wasted Space quite a few times over the years, and we've... Uh, They've always treated us good, and we've had a blast playing here. Um, when uh, it came up this um, a few years ago, when uh, the Harper government announced the end to door to door mail delivery, I am uh, I'm a postal worker as well as um, my brother John that plays in the band. He's a postal worker as well. Uh-huh. So, so this hit very close to home for us. Yeah. Um, so I actually I recorded a song, and uh, this was just one I did myself. But I did get um, the band to back me up for it um, live. We uh, we came uh, we came to Wasted Space to do um, to do the release show as well as to shoot some footage for the video. So, and this was to raise money specifically for the campaign. Uh, it, it wasn't actually it wasn't really a fundraiser. We, we were accepting donations. The donations were simply. Uh, just to uh, compensate the people that were working on the video a little bit and to pay for um, for web hosting and stuff like that. It wasn't really, um, the fundraiser wasn't the main purpose of the evening. It was um, to get people together, postal workers, as well as our friends and allies, uh, just to get together, to have a party, a social, and also to do the new song, the protest song. It also, it had the, maybe it was unintended, but it definitely had the benefit of bringing awareness to some people that, that really maybe didn't know all of the different sides of, uh, of the debate. Or, well, I guess it really wasn't a debate, considering how it went down in government, but, <laughs> <clears throat> but I think that was really good to get the word out there. It really did bring a lot of awareness out to the community, I think. so. Definitely. 
Yeah, that's and, always uh, good. Wasted Space also had the added bonus of being the closest establishment <laughs> to the Oshawa post office. Yes, there's that too. So that, was the, <clears throat> that was a bonus. Well, that's good. Uh, what was the uh, what was the turnout like for that event? It was a good night. Yes, it was. Um, you know, we had we had postal workers come out. We had people come out from um, also from out of, out of town, like people come in from Pickering and Scarborough that came to support the night. Great. Um, and we also had uh, and from Lindsay, which is uh, where we're from. Um, so we had people from all over come out, as well as um, you know musicians and our friends within the community in Oshawa that came out and supported the night. So it was a great mix of people. That's great. And uh, it meant a lot, I think, to uh, to us postal workers to get that community support. I saw they still have the sign out front, save the post. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's good. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the history of the Do Good Badleys? Like, how long have you guys been together? This is a question that I have to figure out exactly how to answer now, <laughs> because um, this um, this new record has been a long time in the making, and it's going to be our very first album that's list that we're billing as the Do Good Badleys. Um, and we've got a new member, Cassie Noble. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot has changed with this new record, and we're kind of looking at it as a new beginning, almost like this is our debut album as the Do Good Badleys. Right. So how long has that been together then? You said like the last few years? Right. This uh, We put out our last album in 2011. So this album has sort of slowly been getting put together since then. In 2013, we officially changed our name to the Do Good Badleys. And uh, what was it before? So the to give you the full history, <laughs> is that we, uh, the, it started in 2001. And it was uh, it was very different from what it is now. It was uh, myself and my brother were the founding members, and the only two original members, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, and uh, it was basically just an acoustic project that the two of us were doing. And we put out an album at that time. Um, it was listed as the Daniel Greer Band. Um, there were um, it was all my songs, and it was the first album. It was a very very just kind of dark personal album that I put out with the help of John. And then from there, it, it progressed into a lot more. We built up into a full band. And um, as John got older and more confident, he started writing songs and he was, he was being a vocalist as well. So at that point, we ended up, um, after a couple of albums, we started just billing ourselves as the DGB and leaving my name out of it. Yeah. And uh, we did that for quite a while. And it sort of it kept progressing into what it is now, and it just we felt like with this new record that it was such a such a detour for us and such a just something that we all just felt so strongly about that this really was something amazing that we created and we wanted to to kind of separate it from our past a little bit while we're still happy and proud of what we've done in the past that this is something this is something very different. And it's very much a group effort that we had five people in the band working on this album, as well as, you know, a great producer, great engineers. And it was just like everybody that was involved in the record really made it great. And we wanted to make sure everybody was incorporated in that, that not just one person was getting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it should be, I guess, when a band evolves. Um, And you had the support of Get Bet Records to uh, for this last album. Yes, we've been working with Get Bet Records for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, it is uh, with working with them. It's more of what we call a record collective, as opposed to a record label. Yeah. 
because there's no um, there's no big money backer. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a group of musicians. You know, we're all friends, and um, it's basically just grouping together. That uh, you know, we support each other, we help each other. Um, just, you know, we create a network together that we can all help each other out, and that's basically the extent of what the relationship is. But it's it's a very positive relationship. That's great. Well, you are going to play a song from the. Uh the original, I guess, from the from the beginning. You said it was uh, riding out the storm in Quebec. Yes, Give this is listeners. a song uh, from our from our last record, actually, the one we put out in twenty eleven. Yeah, and this is when it was mostly just you and your brother. Uh, yeah, we wrote all the songs for that album. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this is uh, Daniel Greer doing "Riding Out the Storm" in Quebec.
fantastic thank you dark and personal indeed there's a story story of great heartbreak behind that song um so it was the and the whole album i guess uh has has similar theme you were you were saying well that album um i really consider those those last couple albums we put out to be very much um transitional albums and i would say that song is probably more similar to the stuff that we did before. The very first album we put out came out in 2002. You know, I think um, that that last record that we did, it had some stuff on it that was very personal, but it also had, you know, we, we were starting to bridge out a lot more on what we were singing about, trying to get out of just, as you get older, it gets, sometimes you don't wanna, you realize that you shouldn't talk about yourself all the time and try to be a little more... Uh, a little different perspective. Yeah, I, I think. But that one was that one was probably the most personal song on our last record. And uh, I thought it would be a nice one to play for this. I haven't done it in a while, and it's, uh, it just it goes over nice on the acoustic guitars. Yeah, well, you can hear it. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the album, uh, like where you recorded it. I know you had the support of Get Bent Records and, and some of the engineers and, and staff they have there. So where did you guys compile everything? Oh man, so this is actually kind of a long story. <laughs> That's all right. If you're, if you're that interested <laughs> in it. Um, definitely how we made this record, I am never going to do again. <laughs> so why is that? Um, I'm really happy that we did the record this way. It's but, a great album. But unfortunately, I mean, in, in the, these days in the music industry, um, leaving four years between albums is not a, that's enough time. That's like, it's almost a generation now. <laughs> Pretty close, yes. A, you have a whole new batch of high school students in four years and yeah. none of them will know who you are. Yeah. So, uh, so it took you four years to make the album. Uh, so I guess that means you kind of recorded various uh, pieces spaced out over time then? So it basically, um, as I said, our last album came out in 2011. And um, there was a couple of these songs sort of in the works even at that point. Uh, we had a few that were kind of, a couple that even we considered for the last album, but they weren't really quite ready, they weren't finished. And um, so we left them. So really it started in 2011 basically was when the very first couple of songs came out of it. And then over the years since, um, it was 2013 when we really began the process. Up to 2013, it was just the writing process. Most of these songs came, were written between the end of 2011 and the start of 2013. Okay, so recording. So in 2013, we spent a whole weekend in a basement and we demoed 25 songs to choose from. That's, that's a good selection. And, um, so the goal was from these 25 songs is we were going to pick the best 40 minutes because it had to be 40 minutes to go on a vinyl record. After that, there was uh, we took in opinions. You know, we gave the demos to our friends at Get Band Records and to a couple other friends we trusted closely, people that we wanted to really get their opinion. And we needed to listen to them ourselves too and just kind of decide yeah. what way we wanted to go with it. So then 
I guess fast forward another year, we actually started. <laughs> Recording. <laughs> in the spring of 2014. With this record, uh, something that we did this record, which was a great decision that we'd never done before, was have a, have a producer. So the producer was also our engineer. Having him actually hired on as a producer meant that he made a lot of the decisions that in the past we had to make. Not a bad idea. It gives you a different different perspective, right? So who did you guys use as a producer? Somebody from Get Bent? Um, no, actually. Um, we used um, our friend Derek Edwards. Uh, he's been a close friend of mine for, for quite a few years now. Uh, we started, he played in some bands in the city and we've been playing together probably since 2004 doing shows together with various acts. Um, and he really knew our sound. He's somebody who's seen us live probably more than anybody. It was very important to us. What we found in the past with doing records is that you come in and the engineer isn't that familiar with your music. They don't know what it's supposed to sound like. They're asking you what you want them to do, yeah. how you want them to record it. And we don't really know. We yeah. just want it to sound like it does when we play live. And unfortunately, it just, you know, as happy as we are with our last records, they just always never quite sounded right to us. And we just wanted to get that, somebody that knew how to get the sound that we had in their heads and didn't know how to tell people that we wanted. <laughs> so bringing Derek in was a, was a great way to do that. He knew exactly what he wanted to do with us. He had the plan. So there was no arguing about how how we were going to record things because he made the decision. So you just took because judgment. that was him, and that was that was a good process then for you guys. Yeah, it was good, and it's again you know we uh, we argue quite a bit more so now than ever before. <laughs> we've been doing this a long time, and we've traveled a lot, spent a lot of time in bands together, and you get it gets harder to to criticize each other without people taking it personally so to bring in uh, bring in a separate producer from that it makes it less personal when he makes the decisions rather than you trying to tell somebody else in your band i really don't like that harmony there and they're like what do you mean you don't like the harmony there <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's that's good let's uh let's do one more song from from the new album i want to hear something from the new album you said uh, you were thinking about doing miles from you right so um i'm gonna do um I'm going to start, we did, um, we did a Pledge Music campaign to pre-sell the album. And uh, there was all kinds of exclusives that people got if they bought the album early. So it officially comes out this weekend, but some people, uh, we gave out advanced digital copies to people that bought early. And uh, we also had this exclusive acoustic album. So out of these, um, these initial 25 songs that we did, um, there were some of them that just seemed too good to leave off the record, but unfortunately we had to cut it down to 10 songs and pick what really fit. So this is one that is one of my, it's probably my favorite song that didn't end up on the record. We decided it was it was a little too country-ish. And we put it on that. So um, unfortunately you missed your chance to get it. <laughs> but this is the one song that we did leave up and it's on YouTube. Okay. So the video is gonna stay up for this one. And you'll get to hear it here. Yes. <laughs> this is Miles from You. This old Ford 
drive back to Montreal just to see you again. A full hour splat from downtown T.O. with no trouble from the cops or from the M.T.O. I guess luck was on my side for the first time in a while. We arrived in one piece and almost in style. Just to find your way, and right away you said, I'm on top of Mount Royal and wearing red. Uh huh. Time flies, my friend. When you think you're in love and you're together again, well, time flies, my friend. And take your miles apart from end to end to end. Needs to carry me anymore. Well, I'd write a love letter, take it right to your door. No step required, I'll replace it with song. Say how much I love you, girl, all night long. They say the words don't mean a thing, but if you put in a song and you take the time to sing, well, there's a new message it brings. And I hope it rings all the way from Ontario to you, baby. Uh huh. Time flies, my friend. When you think you're in love, you're together again. Time flies, my friend. Until you're miles apart from end to end to end. So uh, we are going to do uh, one more song uh, before we wrap up and, and say goodbye to Daniel. Um, before he's off on his big tour <laughs> for the uh, album release, we'll talk about that after oh, this I thought next you song. Oh, I my tour of Bowmanville after uh, our session. <laughs> no, no, no. Go deliver all the Christmas cards. Ah, uh, yes, that too. <laughs> um, right, the so, shows. Yeah, um, so <laughs> we're uh, we'll make sure that all our listeners hear about the upcoming events. You've got quite a few coming up. Um, but tell me about this next song that you want to play for us, Bless Your Heart. This one is on the album that you right. can that you can get. So um, I do hope people take the time to check out the record. It's a, it's a very diverse album with, uh, as I said, there's five of us that play on it. So um, me, myself, 
I'm giving you sort of one element of it, but there's a whole lot more elements to this album with three songwriters and five contributing musicians. A lot of different vocals too. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, I chose to do the, the last song on the album, which is called Bless Your Heart. And uh, this is actually a song that my brother wrote and I haven't, uh, I've never played it before. So I got a cheat sheet, if that's okay. That's right. That's um, okay. He was a little nervous about me playing it, but uh, <laughs> I, I felt it was um, probably the best one that would uh, translate acoustically for myself to do. Um, the album, it's very much, um, you know, there's elements of, of, uh, of blues and punk and folk, but it kind of, um, it's, it's a very energetic album, and then we decided to end it Rather than trying to stuff a slow song in the middle somewhere, this is sort of like the note it comes down on. After a very energetic album, this is the the closer, and it's a very kind of peaceful closing tune for the album. And I'm just going to pull up that chair because I don't know if I can read my. No problem. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. Cut this or am I being entertaining? <laughs> you know? it's, uh, my brother's handwriting. I have to try to read here. I'm All so right. excited. <laughs> this is uh, Bless Your Heart. Damn the way that you looked at me that turned me into glass and swept me off my feet and damn the way i believe oh bless your heart and damn the way that you looked at them and damn the way they looked back like they had already had you had your way with them Oh, bless your heart Damn the way I still hold this grudge Damn the way I still think about it so damn much Since you left me in the dust Oh, bless your heart
well done. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And, and thank you for having me, Shannon. Yes, and thank you for sharing with uh, our listeners uh, all the great music that, uh, that the Do Good Badly has put out there. So the album, official release date this weekend, uh, lots of events coming up. Uh, the big release date, Boxing Day, uh, will be at the Horseshoe in Toronto. Yes. Uh, but uh, Saturday, December 19th in Peterborough at The Spill. And Sunday night, Man Antler Craft Brewing. Sunday afternoon. Oh, Sunday afternoon. Thank you. Matinee. Uh, matinee show at uh, Man Antler Craft Brewing in Bowmanville. And then Tuesday, the Coach and Horses in Lindsay. Yes. And uh, so that is the preview and then finishing up at The Horseshoe. So that'll be the big event. So check out uh, the... Can you download the album off of any, um, like, purchase it off of, like, Bandcamp, iTunes, or anything like that? I'm going to get it up on Bandcamp soon. Yes. I can do that myself. But mm -hmm. um, it's going to be, um, it's already up to, um, actually, what is, yeah, it, it will be up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's. It's up on, it's up on iTunes and yes. Spotify and anywhere where you would buy digital music, and it will also be available through Bandcamp and through our website. Yeah, I love Bandcamp. It's such a great great uh, platform for, yes. for independent artists. So the album Electric Nights by the Do Good Badly. So look for it on iTunes and elsewhere and, uh, and lots of shows. This has been the Indie Spot where real music lives. Thanks for listening.